Welcome to the Krieg DeVault podcast series. As a business leader, navigating the legal landscape can be daunting. That's why we're here to provide you with the insights you need. Join us as we break down the latest news, laws, and trends shaping your industry. Welcome back to the Krieg DeVault podcast. I'm your host, George Lepignotis. I am uh, honored and uh, privileged to be joined by my guest today, Chris Cullick. Chris is in one of my colleagues working in our healthcare practice group, and we have a very exciting topic to talk about today. Chris, good to see you. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, George. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit, though, about your practice just before we dive into this controversial topic that I think is very timely given the state of the world and the monetization of our personal information. But um, you practice in our healthcare group. Tell our listeners what that means. Sure. I think the best way to describe my practice is that I'm a healthcare regulatory attorney, uh, help our clients comply with regulatory and statutory requirements and follow best practices in their uh, operations, practices, and, and procedures. So it really touches on a, a broad bunch of areas. It can range from fraud and abuse issues to proper billing to privacy and security matters. Well, and you know, it's funny that you say that and that you define yourself that way because it's such a big part of being a healthcare practitioner today in, in today's modern world. Since reform in the healthcare industry, that has really seen a significant amount of um, regulatory influx in the healthcare world, hasn't it? It certainly has. It's, it's ever evolving, ever changing. One of the healthcare regulations, statutory schemes, controlling applicable law that I think many of our listeners, whether they're in the healthcare industry or not, have heard of is HIPAA. And that does touch a little bit on our presentation today. We are talking today a little bit about web tracking technologies, information gathering technologies, and how those apply to healthcare organizations that you might represent. Give us a broad overview. Give us that 15,000 mile perspective of, or if, I'm sorry, 15,000 feet perspective if, of what limitations does a healthcare provider that may have a digital presence have on collecting personal information that maybe the X's and the um, Facebooks of the world do not? Sure. You know, I think on its face, the use of tracking technology seems relatively harmless. But in the context of healthcare, we have these privacy issues and concerns that are being implicated. You know, these tracking technologies are just a script or a code that a hospital, a healthcare provider can install on their web pages um, to gather information. You know, I think, you know, every day when we're on a web pages, you know, likely most of those web pages are going to have those technologies on them. But it's when we're really talking about use of them uh, specific to the healthcare context that additional concerns are are being raised, and we we've seen that over the the past year, especially uh, given some guidance from uh, the federal regulators. Okay, but let's talk about those tracking technologies for our listener, and let's just unpackage what those are on a rudimentary level. We've all heard of cookies. We all get our phones and our computers ask us if we're willing to accept cookies. I like cookies, but I've never had them. They actually never show up. I, I was anticipating to get a plate, a chocolate chip or something good. But every time I click accept, I still don't get the cookies. So I think that means I don't know what, <laughs> what they're saying. What is a cookie in the digital world? 
Sure, I'm going to try to keep it high level and not get too into the weeds from a technological perspective. But it's a script or a code installed on a website. And depending on how those codes are configured, they can gather certain information. So perhaps they can be configured to when a, a web page user clicks on an item or highlights an item or fills out a form with certain information, that you know individual pieces of information can be automatically transferred to a tracking technology vendor, which typically are some of these large companies such as Google and Facebook. Okay. And as we think about these web tracking technologies, they happen all the time across the internet, but it's a little different to when they are applied to the healthcare industry is what you're saying. That's correct. Yes. Let's start with the basics. What technologies are healthcare providers using to track user information? Sure. So these trackers can be developed internally, but most frequently we see healthcare providers using third-party tracking technologies. Uh, kind of the big ones in the market right now are, are Google Analytics and Metapixel. So we really see providers uh, installing those technologies on their, their web pages. And again, depending on how configured certain information, and it can be uh, sensitive clinical healthcare information, is being relayed to these, uh, you know, large third-party vendors. So, and we talked about HIPAA. I mentioned HIPAA when we went on first, but so, so HIPAA, for those of our listeners who I'm sure most of us have heard of it by now, we've all signed HIPAA uh, authorization forms. We've all had doctors explain to us our privacy rights, but essentially, could you explain what HIPAA is and how it applies to every one of us? Sure. Uh, HIPAA is a federal law that governs really three types of regulated uh, entities, and they're called covered entities. Those are healthcare providers, health plans, and healthcare clearinghouses. Uh, in the, when we're talking about the use of tracking technologies, we've really seen this show up more in the realm of uh, healthcare providers and particularly hospitals. Uh, you know, really the position that these providers are taking is that the use of these tools really allows them to gather, you know, valuable analytical feedback based on the users of their websites. And so their their position, you know, one side here is that we're using these trackers to see where our patients are, you know, looking on our websites. What services are they interested in? What questions do they have? Are they looking for certain types of providers? Or are they having trouble just navigating certain areas of our webpage? So the, the provider side, you know, they're really saying we're using these trackers to improve you know, our patient experience and ultimately the, the care of our patients. And while that's true, there's also some restrictions on how those can be used, though. I noticed in your recent presentation to some of uh, some industry groups and, and that sort of thing, you were talking about the uh, Department of Health and Human Services issuing a bulletin on uh, the rights of patients related to that. And it, I was surprised by their conclusion. They essentially concluded that HIPAA applies, and maybe I'm misstating this, but it seemed to me that they applies even if they're not a registered patient. Is that accurate? That is that is accurate. And I think that's the concern that a lot of the healthcare providers have with the position of the bulletin is that the bulletin really takes this um, broad position that uh, health information collected on a covered entity's website, such as a hospital, is generally 
you know, considered protected health information, and therefore the HIPAA laws are going to apply, even if the subject of that health information has no relationship with the provider, or if that information uh, lacks, uh, you know, detailed clinical information. And so that's really the concern that the the provider side has here. Let let me give this as an example. Let's say uh, you or I visit a hospital's webpage. Maybe we're not going to that webpage to look for information for ourselves. Maybe we're just going to the landing page, the homepage that has the hospital's address because we need to pick up a, a friend or a family member from their visit. And so I think that's really, you know, the concern here from the provider side is that, you know, this regulatory bulletin is, is overly broad and it's really forcing us to reevaluate how we're using these tracking technologies to the detriment of maybe our end goal, which is, again, to improve uh, patient care and, and the experience. Yeah. Now, you used a fairly innocuous or a fairly benign example of one what one might do on a website for a healthcare provider, such as finding directions or getting an address or even seeing if that healthcare provider is the right type of healthcare provider for you, right? Investigatory type work efforts. But it does go beyond that. The, the healthcare provider is also collecting. At what point does it stop being tracking and at what point does it really cross over that border? In other words, at some point, if I'm a patient at a local hospital or my primary care physician and they have an online access portal for my information that I can log on to and I can check my bill, I can check my recent test results, I can look at appointments or even communicate with a provider on healthcare or other types of questions. At what point does that start crossing the line over, you know, web tracking technologies and and my own, you know, protected health information and, and those clinical records? Is there a distinction? There is a distinction, um, and the bulletin touches on that. They they use uh, two different phrases. They they differentiate between what's called uh, user authenticated web pages, which is what you were just referencing, George. It's a uh, an online patient portal where you have to log in and enter credential information. And typically within these portals, there's a host of uh, clinical information in there, you know, specific medical records. There can be prescription information, billing information. And and I don't think that there's any uh, disputing that um, information on those web pages certainly is considered protected health information and HIPAA is going to apply. Um, What we had been discussing previously in regards to those unauthenticated web page or, you know, just a a landing page. The position that the bulletin is taking there is that even though I might not have to log in, if there's a registration page and I'm entering, say, a name, an address, the bulletin is still taking the position that that's considered protected health information. So again, it's really this broad uh, position that has, uh, you know, the provider community kind of pushing back. Okay. So when we get into, I think, you have phrased in your in in some of your materials that that you and I were talking about before we went on air. But if you if it's this individual healthcare information, this really personal type of healthcare information, there's no dispute that that is protected and that that can't be shared with a third party without the consent of the patient. It is the more benign information that the providers are truly worried about, and that the bulletin creates a almost overreaching burden on some of these folks. 
Yes, that's correct. They're saying that, you know, that individually identifiable health information, even if it's just a geographic location and, you know, has no tie to a healthcare provider or no tie to, you know, detailed treatment or billing information, it's the view of the bulletin that when a provider still collects that information, um, it's connecting them and it's indicating that perhaps the person will receive services in the future or maybe already has. But I think we, we need to pause there again and reflect, you know, that example I gave earlier, maybe the user of the web page is looking up information for a friend and maybe it's not even tied to them. So to, to take this hard uh, stance and hard position that this you know, prescribed combination of IIHI, this individually identifiable health information, just when connected to a covered entity's webpage constitutes protected health information. Again, I think is what has um, you know, some of the, the provider community really pushing back and saying, well, geez, how, you know, how are we supposed to use these trackers at all? Now, let's talk about that, right? Let's talk about the healthcare provider. What benefit other than its own internal, but what benefit does a healthcare provider have in providing this information to those third-party companies that you referenced who, by the way, are the center of probably pretty contentious and heated debate outside of the healthcare world, right? I mean, I recently saw Mark Zuckerberg testifying before Congress, and I giggled at a legislator duping him into making the point, you know, so they were, Mr. Zuckerberg, where did you stay for at last, what hotel did you stay at? And where'd you go to dinner? And would you mind telling us your credit card information and your room number? And would you also give us a photograph of yourself and your children? And, you know, his answer to every one of those was no. I don't want to do that, Senator, in this public forum, but that's exactly the type of information they trade on. What is the healthcare provider's use for the information? What makes it necessary for carrying out their mission and their goal? Sure. You know, it really allows them to quantify uh, users' interactions with their web pages. Again, they could see perhaps maybe there's a, a topic on their web page that's getting a lot of traffic. Well, I think. From the provider's perspective, it shows that that's, you know, an area of concern within their community and their patient base. You know, I know I've talked a lot about the provider side here, but there is this, this other side as well. And it's, you know, the regulator side and the consumer side. Uh, on that side, the, the consumer, in this case, the patient is saying, what are you doing with my data? Where is it going? How is it being used? Are you profitizing off of it? Are you using it for marketing purposes or are you really using it for, for patient care? So I think that there needs to be a, a balance that the two sides strike. And that's really one of the underlying you know, principles of the HIPAA privacy rule is there has to be a balance. We need to protect individuals' information, but we also need the free flow of health information to improve health care. So it's really finding this balance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and listen, there are, our firm largely represents businesses, healthcare entities. So it's easy to take a look at things from just that perspective. But with all of our clients and all of our legal challenges, it's often the best advice when we look at all sides of the story and we look at everyone's perspective and try to find that balance point that's great for our clients' objectives, but also keeps them safe from, you know, harm with regulators and their own public, right? Their own customers and consumers. So that's an interesting topic. Well, look, we've got a few seconds left here. I did kind of want to touch base on what is it that a healthcare provider needs to be aware of and how is it 
in your practice, how do you find yourself advising and helping healthcare providers and navigating these increasingly difficult and um, complicated regulations? That's a great question, George. I think, you know, when advising you know, my clients, you know, one thing that I tell them is, complete an audit. You want to know where you have these tracking technologies, where they're located on your web pages. You know, when you're having these conversations, the one thing you really don't want to hear is, oh, I didn't know we had that there. You know, be cognizant of, of where they are, how they're configured, what information they're tracking, and who it's being sent to. Yeah, sage advice. And I'm sure something that you can help clients with. To learn more about Chris and his practice, visit our website at creekdevault.com. You can search for Chris either under our professionals or under our practice groups, where we have an entire section of our website devoted to the healthcare practice group. Chris, thanks for joining us. Thanks for the insight. It is a fascinating topic, right? I mean, this digital information is everywhere being created at a rapid rate, and the ideas of privacy are ever-changing in that digital world. So thanks for the insight. Thanks for having me, George. To our listeners, thanks again for listening in, and uh, we hope to uh, have you join us again in the future for our next episode of the Creek Devault podcast. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Krieg DeVault podcast series, brought to you by Krieg DeVault, a leading business-focused law firm. Stay connected by subscribing to our podcast on your preferred platform, ensuring you're always in the loop for upcoming episodes. Anywhere across the nation, Krieg DeVault is your trusted law firm for providing practical legal advice that takes in the big picture without losing sight of the details. Learn more at KriegDevault.com.